um, uh, actually, you can't give a game a 10 out of 10 because there's no such thing as a perfect game. Nothing can actually, nothing Shut subjective up, can Shut actually up. ever be Shut perfect. Up. Shut up, you nerd. Shut up. <laughs> you just like couldn't even stand it. <laughs> no. Just, do, when you did do the one, not actually, just actually me. <laughs> do not do not do that. Um there's I don't know if I've ever told you the, the story about um at work. There's a bit of a call and response. This dude will do this, he'll call out pressure breaks mm-hmm. and uh pressure break part two. And I've just gotten in the habit of just like very loudly being like, shut up. Nobody cares, um, which is not very nice or Christ-like or gracious, but it is funny. And it's become a bit of a call and response. Like when they do the pressure breaks, I go, shut up, just shut up. Nice. So it's become your pressure break. Oh, well, it's, it's more of just like, like it's just Ironic. a little bit of a call and response. But man, uh, very nice intro there, Josh, to our oh, podcast, thank you. The, the Backlog Breakdown. That's right. We are the backlog breakdown. It was it was awful. I hated it's it. It's grating. Uh, thanks. I hated it. Thanks. I hate it. it. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that's caught on. Um, if this is your first time joining in, uh, we are your two co-hosts. My name is Josh, and this is Nate. Uh, we are yeah. We're hosting this episode like we always do. Uh, at this episode of the backlog breakdown. It's just going to be us two this time, and we're going to be talking about. Reviews. We're going to be talking about rating games, all that fun stuff. Um, Who reviews later? You, you know, I have a question for you, Josh. Ooh, Who reviews the reviewers? Oh, man. We do. We That's review those stinking reviewers. <laughs> You're going to get critical on some critical analyses here. Wait I'm going to get, get critical analyzed. on the critics. Oh, yeah. I swallowed some water down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, <ouch. laughs> oh, man. This is just. Nothing but the best radio, buddy. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, uh, you know, last time we talked, we did have another Josh on. Now I'm the the, the singular Josh for this episode. But that was, um, I think that was about a fortnight ago. I think that was about, you know. Yeah, it's been two it's weeks since I talked to you, which is not actually true. Um, not true. You, you reminded me not earlier when the first time I did that, when, when I, I did it, when we were just sort of talking, I went, yeah, it's been, and you were like, no, it, it's, it actually hasn't been. Uh, we actually did have a bit of a phone conversation, sort of bandied some mm-hmm. things around, which, which I still need to do the, the one thing we talked about. But, uh, the one Secrets. Thing. <laughs> Surprises. Oh, man, uh, that was a little, that was a little too bromancy, um, <laughs> which references a different conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um yeah, some people you know, some no people might get that joke, um, but uh, yeah, it has been two weeks, buddy. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. how's your mm-hmm. your fortnight been? Uh, it's been I was gonna say crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know that I'd say that. Um, unfortunately, I got sick uh, about a week and a half ago, just Gross. with a sinus infection. Nothing like major. No. The problem is that it's just held on for so stinking long. So if you hear some, so I've brought some Pokemon with me here. If you're not looking at the video, I've got coughing here and I've got wheezing here. Coughing um, and wheezing. So I like yeah, that. it's just it's terrible. Uh, it's not, and it's not terrible. It's not like huge, enormously bad. It's just like grown from one thing to the next. You know, first it was Dude, lots of congestion. Ever since I got sneezing. COVID, 
mm-hmm. all the, those like that month or two ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have had a head cold sinus infection thing that just Ugh. will not quit. Like yeah. I thought I was getting rid of it, and then it's like, nope, I'm back. So mm-hmm. I, I'm actually at the point where I'm going to reach out to our our family doctor and be like, give me something yeah. to kill whatever is living in my sinuses right now. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm I'm feel like the past two days have been far and away the best. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's like slowly morphed from one thing to another. Like yep. first it was congestion and then, then now it's just like this cough that again, is like not bad at all. Um, but for like, probably like four or five nights in a row, I just slept downstairs because I didn't want to wake up my wife, you know, mm. waking up and coughing in the middle of the night. I've, it's it's the problem is that it's affected my sleep and I generally don't have any issues sleeping, but um like at, when it first hit I was just so congested I could like I would wake Maybe up and I wouldn't be economical. <laughs> yeah, that might help, you know. <laughs> no, well, I'm saying maybe you have the Necronomicon. Yeah, which yeah. Is the I, the next Corona, the next COVID oh. strain. Oh, Strange. that's okay. Gotcha. I thought yeah. like Evil Dead were coming after me. Okay, I see I mean, what you're saying. It makes you yeah. feel like a zombie. It, yeah. I mean, but I didn't lose smell or taste. There was one day where I, I, I didn't lose I think smell I was or taste. Eating something strong, um, that flavored strongly, and I took a bite, and I was like, oh no, I can't really taste this. And then I sneezed because I was all congested, and I was like, "Oh, there it is! Now I taste it." Yeah, it's <laughs> now just, I taste that's it. That's all it is. It's, <laughs> oh. just, it's literally it's just the congestion. Like that's you know lovely. So it's the well, yeah. So anyway, so so with that kind of smeared all over the past like week and a half. Um, I mean, there's there have been other things. Uh, the the paint new, us uh, a word picture with smear. Mm-hmm. Yes, smeared, 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 smeared like on a cracker. Uh, <laughs> nice smear. Um, <laughs> so, so it has been. It's been uh, weird, but at the same time, um, yeah, we have we have the new tech director on staff at the church. So I've been working with him, showing him how to do things, or at least how I have done things, so that he can do things the way that he wants to. Uh, and it's so funny because I've been talking to him and I'm like, nothing here is, is like really that complex it, it, or, or like super, you know, super crazy. It's just so many little details that you have to keep track of. So it, it's not even, it's not even like difficult. It's not hard. It's just so many tiny little things. So, um, so I'm stoked for that, for all that stuff happening at work. Um, and I finished up the class that I was taking as well. So this was the final week. Submitted my final paper for that. Two classes away from graduation. Super stoked. Um, so yes, yes. So it's like some good things Drop were thrown five. in there too. But also just like because I wasn't feeling well, like most days, and we'll see this as we get to the report and stuff like that, it was pretty much just like get what I needed to done and mm-hmm. then like brain fog and or sleeping <laughs> like taking a nap <laughs> so so that's my two weeks how how have your two weeks been though uh i mean they're fine like it's mm-hmm. it's been one of those things where it is starting to get warmer i have worn shorts <gasps> to work several times i mean nice. and when i say warmer nice. it's like 50s and 60s so okay because i'm a madman. <laughs> um, no it's just i mean I don't know. Uh, we, we actually, so we've been using that you need a budget and yeah. mm-hmm. 
it's just like, it's so different than how we managed money before that, like, Mm. we're hitting some, like, serious snags. And a lot of that, too, is just, like, it's part of the process where, like, you're learning how to use this tool. You're, like, there's a lot of stuff that you have to unlearn and correct and everything else. But it's, like, it's also, like, oh, this sucks and I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I had that, uh, as an interesting note, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll enter, we'll introduce this segment from time to time, uh, about the, uh, what'd you eat? And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have, I, I would like to report that one, I have had the space flavored Coke zero. I don't know if you have what? seen this, if this has made the no. rules for anybody else. There <laughs> is a limited edition flavor of Coke Zero and it's space flavored, which it's like a cotton candy-ish kind of thing. Okay. It's, it's all right. I've I've had a couple. I'm like, it's fine. I, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I like Coke Zero and I like the different variants. Uh, I'm still mm-hmm. like... I I long for and eagerly await the day when they give me my orange vanilla cream Coke Zero back. Ooh, freaking! Oh, dude, that's like the best Coke Zero. Like, mm. I, have, I mean, my wife's probably gonna find out eventually. I dropped like twenty five <laughs> bucks on a twelve pack of it because it was like you can't find it anywhere. I just want it. <laughs> I just want it because it's so stinking good. It's going to be like one of those things where I have like one can a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, rationing it out. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, I spent entirely too much on a thing of soda just because like, <laughs> it's like, it is the best flavor ever. And I, mm. they just don't make it anymore. Um, mm. anyways, all that being said, uh, yeah, uh, it's we're we're doing all right. Um, but just again, sort of just like doubling back to the what we had. Uh, so one of the things we've also been doing is like in sort of like just adding to small disciplines. We started mm-hmm. doing a lot more like meal planning, and yes, um, we do. We now do meatless Mondays and meatless Fridays. So mm. we're dinner for those like just introducing like some vegetarian, um options for supper and so mm-hmm. uh gotcha okay parker actually so parker is like sort of vegetarianish, and that's mostly for medical okay. reasons um gotcha I, I mean and apparently now he likes it which is just bizarre to me um <laughs> but and it's i'm not opposed to like vegetarian dishes i just like as i just don't but why would you choose that yeah, yeah, it's like, why fine. would you choose that on purpose? <laughs> but I am getting older, and I probably just need to eat more vegetables in general. So this is sort of like mm-hmm. to balance out like poor decisions I've made elsewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. like but, uh, orange vanilla Coke Zero. Yeah, well, there's no calories. I'm it's just I'm a kidding. lot of sodium. Don't judge oh, me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just lots of sodium. Um, oh, I get it. And aspartame. Sodium. Sodium. Uh, yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. Sodi yum. Sodi <laughs> oh, yum. Oh man. <laughs> so so dumb. Uh, we're wow. awful. This is wow. super good radio. Everybody Fantastic. hates us now. Uh, we have no more listeners. <laughs> you good night. They're like they're they're listening to this bit and they're like, unsubscribe. Um We're done. I'm done. Uh, but I did we we made vegetarian chili, which is a recipe that Parker actually okay. like hooked us up with. Uh, a while ago and it's awesome 
It's like nice. It's not as good as like regular chili with chili. beef in it. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like beans and corn, and you know, it tastes like chili, and it's surprisingly satisfying. Like, I ate two bowls of it and felt very, very full. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure my my coworkers are going to totally love what that's going to do to me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but normal chili has that effect as well. So, gotcha. I mean, yeah, it's all those those lovely legumes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you eat? What did you eat today? You get, you you get to you get to share it. Oh, we had spaghetti. So Ooh. we had spaghetti and uh, and and uh, I was going to say spinach broccoli to go with it. Come on, um, so Dude, delicious. You know what's really good? Um, like steamed broccoli is really good, but oh yeah, uh, if you take a little bit of like olive oil and some garlic salt, okay. and like or even just like regular salt and pepper, a little bit mm-hmm. of garlic oil and some like garlic salt, and you shake like you you coat the broccoli in the olive oil and the garlic salt, like you know mm-hmm. a little bit of garlic salt, and yeah. then you roast it in the oven. Okay. Like okay. doesn't have to you don't have to like roast it for su- super long, but you just like throw mm-hmm. it on a pan, throw it in the oven for like eh, you know, like three fifty, like maybe like ten minutes. Yeah. Like kinda like just enough to like sort of brown it up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you know, cook it. It's awesome. It's Dang. Like, we throw that, it in that the air. That does sound really good. So is that like raw broccoli that yep. you do that too then before you throw it in? Nice. Okay. 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 That's um that's a really good idea because yeah, we eat so much broccoli. We usually just do the frozen florets though and yeah. just steam it. But I mean, uh, dude, yeah. we we do a ton of that. Like broccoli is like my favorite vegetable. Like but it. like, mm. yeah, mm. but yeah, I love it. Tomorrow night, I'm actually we're doing I'm doing chicken tortellini, and uh, we have we have this yes. garlic naan bread, and I'm actually going to make Ooh. like garlic cheesy bread to go with the chicken tortellini and red sauce. Fantastic. That sounds really good. I can't remember what all we <laughs> we did meal plan because my wife went to the grocery store the other day. Um, like I said, brain fog. I don't quite remember everything. Cause we we're also kicking around a few different dishes. We'll probably do stuffed peppers, is 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 what we're gonna do. I yeah. know it's on the menu sometime this week. But uh Yeah, we yeah. we it's like it's sort of like we we sort of like she laid out, she's like, okay, like we'll have like, you know, chicken or pork. Or like mm-hmm. this can be a beef day, or these are vegetarian days, and it's like yeah. and it's really just supper, like because lunches, like yeah. I come home and it's like I either just like pick uh, pick through leftovers, or I just make myself like, dude, I've been on a peanut butter and jelly kick, dude. A good PB and J sandwich mm-hmm. is like mm, top shelf for Nate. Mm-hmm. Like nice, might be like one of my favorite sandwiches. Just like okay, like dude, good PB and J. Are you are you team grape jelly or team strawberry? Oh, strawberry all day. Okay, yeah, me too. Gra- grape is for heathens, and it's gross. Grape oh, jelly is wow. Gra- no, nah, I mean grape jelly is fine. But <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I I just gotta have like those bold takes. Like I just gotta like, yeah. you know, spit out that 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 spicy takes. Um, <laughs> grape jelly is fine, but like, I mean, dude, strawberries is very clearly superior in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I agree. And I grew up in a home too, like where my mom, we call it freezer jam, but it's like a okay. sugar-free strawberry jelly. It's just awesome. Hmm. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's like okay, it's, cool. I mean, a lot yeah. of the stuff it's that I grew up on. It's just like the natural sugars from the strawberries. Yeah, um, yeah. And there might be like yeah. a, but it's like, or maybe it's not totally sugar free, but it's like, it's like reduced way sugars. less. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like strawberry syrup. <laughs> you can and you can actually like it's very distinctly like it. It actually tastes way different than like. Got gotcha. store-bought strawberry. Like it's yeah. it's very, very much more like natural strawberries, which I'm just nice. I mean, I'll eat uh, strawberries are just awesome. Anyways, mm-hmm. now that we've it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now little- that now that we've taken a look at the menu, uh, you know, for for the next week, uh I, I've got another another list here. Another list that I'd like to share. Oh really? you got it right here. You never, oh, is that a backbone report? Well done, sir. Only the finest of Foley works. Yeah. Or Foley. Foley or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just it, 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 ready. It, it, best radio ever. Wonderful Foley work. A work of Foley-ness. Um, so many Foley's. Foley. <laughs> super Foley's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Foley. Foley's Follies. Of life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. The, the Foley's um, of life. <laughs> yes. Those. All of those. Um, speaking of, of follies, of follies, I don't, I don't know. Um, my my backlog report this week is extremely short because. Mine too. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Then we can then we can make it. We can just get right through this real we'll, quickly. We'll because, commiserate uh, in in the brevity of it all. Yeah. Oh, yes. For the first time ever, we can we may actually. Um, do with some be- some brevity here. Okay, so for for the past two weeks, I, I noticed it um, like earlier today. I have actually not touched a video game uh, at all due to mm. just the different things going on in life. Between that and just not feeling well and like wanting to just zone out and not press buttons. I know it seems so weird to me now, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just literally have not touched a single video game. This morning, pulled out the Switch Got on the elliptical, and one of my—I actually just charged it up because it was off the dock for mm-hmm. a couple weeks. I guess a couple weeks, and touched it, and uh, charged it up last night. I get on the elliptical, get ready to play some Dragon Quest, and my right Joy-Con will not connect at all. I take it off, I take it on, I restart the thing, and it's just not connecting. So I'm like, okay, forget this. No, that's a doo doo. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna. Yeah, afterwards I messed with it a bit more and then I found if you just hold down the the little buttons on the top like you pop it off and then you hold down like the, the sync the button or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it it reconnected. So I got it to work but by that time I'm like, okay, well now I have well, to get ready for work and leave and like mm-hmm. I don't have time. Um so Ain't nobody so, got time for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. So um but uh that said, have not played any video games. Um, in terms of reading, I've been listening to, and I'd listened to them before. Um, Joe Thorne has a few books on the church. Um, there's like the heart of the church, the life of the church, and the character of the church, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like la- last episode, we talked a lot about the local church. And so I wanted to just kind of like refresh myself on some of that stuff. Um, I-, I got through the first one, the heart of the church. And like, I, I mm, try. I'm trying to put this the right way. I don't know if it was, it was just my mindset. It's a short little booklet, really. I and think. It's all pretty, I think Jimmy has basically called them pamphlets. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. The the um the audiobook it's like an hour and a half, I think. Like it's real okay. short. Um Is that for so all three can, or just one? Uh I I'm pretty sure it's all three. I'm pretty sure they're all real short. Oh no no no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The hour and a half is just one of them. Yes, I'm pretty sure they are all all similarly as short between 1 to 2 hours each. Okay. Um but not total. Um I'd, I'd listened to them before a few years ago, but I, yeah, I wanted to go back through them. Um, you know, I might even just pick up myself some physical copies of it because, well, the, the first, the first book, the heart of the church, um, it, it's pretty much a lot of like the basics of the Christian faith. And so I, I just breezed through that one and I kind of fell off after that. I listened to a little bit of the next one, but I was just like, eh, it's, it's okay for now. Um, and I don't know. Maybe part of it is the is the narrator on the version that I got, or something like that. But it's, mm. it was just it's a little dry. It was a little dry, um, which is funny because if you know uh, uh, Joe Thorne, he, he would almost like. Not I think way. it would almost be beneficial, like because he is such like he he's got like I don't know. He's a very animated speaker. Yes, and like yeah, he yeah. can be very like dry, and like he has a very like dry wit, and kind of yes. But he he's also like he's got a pretty good like dynamic range, you know. He, he's right. like, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, there's a reason he and Jimmy have a podcast and it does well, and it's because and it's not just because of their banter. Their characters for sure. Their banter is magnificent, but mm-hmm. it's also yeah. Anyways, outside of that, um, the only other books that I have been reading have been for the the class that I just finished. Um, this next class that's coming up, I'm j- I was doing some 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 reading beforehand. Like it's not even due for like two weeks, but I just was interested in it. It's a class on worldviews, and so um, this book that uh, I've got for it is called "The Universe Next Door: um, A Basic Worldview Catalog." And so I was reading just a little bit of it last night, and I already really like it. I mean, it just like. It's, it's just the way that I'm wired, and I would like, because I don't have anything else to report on, basically, because I haven't been watching anything either. I'd like to just read a page from this real quick, because okay. because I really loved this opening. Um, it's, the, it's the first chapter, and it starts with um, a bit of a poem. Um, I don't even know who this is. It's from Matthew Arnold, The Buried Life. It says, but often in the world's most crowded streets, but often in the din of strife, there rises an unspeakable desire after the knowledge of our buried life, a thirst to spend our fire and restless force in tracking out our true original course, a longing to inquire into the mystery of this heart which beats so wild, so deep in us to know whence our lives come and where they go. So then moving on, uh, that was just kind of like the intro poem. Then it says, in the late 19th century, Stephen Crane captured our plight as we in the early 21st century face the universe. And here's this quote, which really hits me, and then I'll talk about it for a little bit. A man said to the universe, sir, I exist. However, replied the universe, the fact has not created in me a sense of obligation. 
Okay, so moving on, it says, how different this is from the words of the ancient psalmist who looked around himself and up to God and wrote, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 8. And then just final sentence here, there's a world of difference between the worldviews of these two poems. Indeed, they propose alternate universes. Hmm. Already, like first page, I'm just like, oh, I love this. <laughs> just I, I, I love that juxtaposition because I also, like even growing up in a Christian home, um, the, just some of those like stark pictures of like the big questions and like the hopelessness outside of the Lord, like just, it was just very striking the way that it was it was presented. Like I exist, and yet, why why should anyone care? Why should the universe care at all? It reminds me a little bit of Near Automata, a little bit of a spoiler there, um, and kind of the things that you wrestled with in that game. Um, but yeah, anyways, just wanted to share that because yeah. uh, that's all of my report. That's, that's all pretty I got. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This might be the most substantial report that we've like this this might be <laughs> the the most weighty and consequential mm-hmm. backlog report ever given. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a pretty good that was pretty no cool. video games. <laughs> no video games. It's almost like, you know, playing video games makes us dumb. <laughs> and if you stop, you get smart. You get smart and you can read cool things. That is a terrible <laughs> thesis and I reject it. I just out of hand reject it. Um, I agree. Well, because it reminded me of a video game too, but anyways. Um that's cool. No, I actually just added that to my wish list on Audible. So oh, I might, nice. might try oh. to just sort of Oh, did they have it oh, on audio version? They have a uh yeah, by Sweet. James Gary Sire. Sire. James Sire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so cool. I didn't know that. It's the, the sixth. You know. the, this one is the sixth oh. edition. Nice. We're working from the fifth. So that's awesome. I, I'm surprised. So, no, then I, I actually have a credit. We'll just go ahead, gobble that credit back up. And if it sucks, I can return it. There you go. Um, <laughs> you can just listen to that first, you know. I can listen to that first page. page. Never, and then be like, <laughs> okay. I'm good. Um, no, uh, as far as uh, my backlog report goes, as far as games go, I I did play a little bit more than you, uh, but not <laughs> more <much>. than nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was like the other night, uh, Parker and Deuce and I sat down and we and I I've sort of been plinking away at some Neo too, but not a ton. Uh, it just. Okay. It's it just kind of like the the one night we were supposed to do it, and I just was not like it was like I woke up that day and had a headache like all day long and couldn't shake it kind of thing. So it's like yeah, and then a little bit of 
you know, Link's Awakening. And th- those are pretty much like, uh, until I'm done with either one or both of them, I think that's pretty much where my energy is going to be as far as gaming goes. Um, okay. Just because just like, I think like, I need to narrow my focus a little bit when it comes to that stuff. Cause it's like, it's so easy okay. to get like scattered now. I mean, Parker and I did have a conversation on like what we should pick up next as far as like multiplayer stuff. So, but we, we still got a little bit of time in Neo too. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's all I've really been playing. Haven't really, I did fire up, uh, I forgot about it, but I did fire up that copy of, uh, the Final Fantasy six pixel remaster on my phone. Um, okay. But there's this really weird bug. Um, already. Well, you know how like in the opening scroll it does like it shows like the the max walking yeah and like, Iconic. It does, like the the opening credits roll through that mm-hmm. the credits don't roll so it's just like five minutes of the max walking through this like animated oh series. my gosh it's really not ideal and it's like it kind of bums me out because i'm like don't like this um, yeah. So at some point in time, I'm just gonna like run it in the background <laughs> while it goes through that. I, I mean, maybe they'll update it. I don't know. It's just like it's a it's a, like so. It's kind of a big oversight. <laughs> Come on, it's, guys. It's kind of disappointing that like I feel like, and, and you and I had that conversation about Square Enix, but I just feel like this is sort of like indicative of the problem. It's like you guys have this opportunity. Like this is one of the, the most sought after like sort of games in your library that you guys have like made almost impossible to really like play in a sort of meaningful capacity like yes i know there's like versions that are available but it's like we just like the fans of this game just want a good sort of visit to this game and it's just like it's like you guys are hell i almost said hell bent but I'm gonna say it anyways. You're hell bent on making this game suck, even though it's probably arguably one of the best Final Fantasies. And it makes me mad. It just makes me want to like throat punch people at Square Enix and be like, enough. Like, cool. stop it. Like you do not get to release another Final Fantasy VII remake part whatever until you guys get this right. Like, I'm gonna just drop kick somebody in the head out of a window or something. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. And the beatings will continue until morale improves. Um, I'm so upset. I could suplex a train. Yes, I want to. I want to suplex a train. Um, that's how angry I am. <laughs> Smart people will get that reference. Um, cool people will get that reference. People who know. I mean, just uh, Google suplex a train. You'll 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 get it. Yeah, you'll but but only the coolest people know it because they know it. That yeah. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. Um, I don't. Yeah. Anyways, I, whether you actually know that or not has just just a disclaimer here because I feel like I need to disclaim everything. Your level of coolness is not directly, you know, related to whether or not you actually get the reference. Although you would be way cooler if you did get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. All that nonsense aside, as far as books go. Uh, I've actually uh, the Ambergris stuff, and we had a bit of a conversation yeah. with uh, M. A. Coslo, um, Mark, the Mark the Merc with a mouth. Um, <laughs> I don't like that one. 
Um, but uh, that's that's not a good nickname. That is not a good affectation. I guess I guess someone else has has that. Yeah, that name. So yeah, um, the mark with a mouth. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> lots of marks have mouths. Um, anyways. <laughs> Uh, Mark uh, brought up the fact that he is a fan of Vandermeer, Vandermeer as well, mm -hmm. and that uh, you guys had a bit of a conversation on Annihilation. Uh, so one did sort of just sort of like, yes, I, I read that. I enjoyed that little exchange. Uh, just as a heads up, Mark, if you do ever get to Ambergris, it is a trilogy. Well, it's the, read just like read or listen to the collection which I, I find the narration on this to be pretty good. Um, it is not as connected as the Annihilation trilogy, uh, um, but Finch, by far, the third book in the Ambergris collection is probably my favorite Vandermeer book. Um now it doesn't hurt that it's like his his sort of like interpretation and approach to crime noir, which like I happen to be sort of a fan of that genre in general. I, I like those books. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. Nice. Um as far as any other media, dude, I have mm -hmm. sort of been on a slice of life anime kick. kick. Um yeah. especially like sort of like the little rom com y ones. Um, I started watching the, I was like, well, what, what else do you have for me? Netflix. Um, what else can rom my com? What, what else can rom my com? I, I did, I've been sort of chewing through a series called, uh, Toradora. Okay. Uh, Toradora. I don't know how to it's say it. A Toradorable. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's cute. It's kind of goofy. I don't know. And I'm still watching some of my other stuff. Um, I'm, Gonna have to cancel my sub to Funimation and roll that over to Crunchyroll because oh. uh, uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation are actually just officially blending services or whatever. So, ah. um, but yeah, so not nothing super significant. It's just kind of like just haven't been super media heavy lately, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, totally. But I feel you. Touching, you know, just uh, you, you got any anything to report on your backlog score? I mean, obviously not since you haven't played any video games, but right, right. I I think it's still at minus three, if I recall, because I haven't I haven't purchased anything either. Um, yeah, uh, well, my backlog score is still at zero because I haven't beaten anything, nice. and I haven't recently picked up or acquired anything, so I'm still at zero. Want to drive? I want like I do want to drive it down a little bit. I once I. Like once we finish out Neo, like that'll be a negative two points, and because it, it's it's a longer game. Um, gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'll have to double check at HLTV. Um. Mm. But yeah, there's like, and I yeah, I'm just kind of. Anyways, all that being said, yeah, I'm at zero. Uh, and speaking of the backlog beatdown. Which you know, you guys have heard this shtick probably a bunch of times, but I'm gonna sort of roll into it because it's fun. The official app of the Backlog Beatdown is none other than the GG app, developed mm -hmm. by our good friend Charles Watson, and we actually have his blessing. Uh, a few episodes ago, we had him on, and he he like officially decreed it. 
He said, I decree. Actually, he didn't, but it would be a lot, a lot cooler if he did. We like the app. Uh, we, we like Charles. Uh, we've sort of been, you know, and again, if you guys, we've been sort of involved with GG from the get go. Um, and we just, uh, we think it's really cool. It's a letterbox style. It's like letterbox, the letterbox app for your video games. You can create custom lists. Uh, you can sort of see what your friends are playing. You can all sorts of neat stuff. You can do reviews and stuff like that. Um, and you can leave ratings, uh, for the games that you like. So yeah, GG's cool. Uh, we like it. And other things that you might like, hopefully is, uh, us. And if you like what we do, you like this podcast, and we're assuming you've already done the sort of subscribe rate and review thing, and you've done the sharing is caring thing, and you want to go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. We kind of treat it and encourage you to look at it as maybe a bit of a tip jar. There are some, uh, you know, perks for being a patron uh, over at Patreon. Uh, perks of being a patron over at Patreon. That was just. Mm. So, so snappy right there. Just lots of alliteration on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Lots of alliteration. Uh, don't, don't abuse it. Let's not abuse it. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can get early access to any of our podcast stuff, uh, uncut early and uncut. There's a, a video feed that's exclusive. Uh, you know, if you're a patron, you get to look at our, our faces. Although if, if you want, uh, and uh, you guys have uh, as far as patrons go they have a little bit more access to us and helping us sort of decide content you know games to play stuff like that um, bigger voices and all that jazz so we like those guys and uh, they give us money so we like them even more uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I'm just sounding super mercenary right now but no the, the Patreon is kind of cool uh, and it's like I said, if you want to go a little bit above and beyond, you know, uh, details are probably in the, the the show notes or whatever. Lastly, uh, we are members of the Playwell Network uh, alongside the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Paul, uh, who has a, a few has multiple podcasts, and some of them are actually mm -hmm. on the Playwell Network. Uh, we're also the home, uh, the Playwell Network is also the, the network of choice for the henshin dad himself, Wesley Ray. Uh, we love those guys. We love the content they make, and uh, we think that you guys would probably enjoy it too. So uh, go ahead and sort of check them out. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, well, then that just says more about you than it does us. I don't know. That's, I'm being really passive aggressive. I don't know. But all that being said, uh, here's a word from one of our friends. I am to understand that you have summoned me. I, I did, the boy said excitedly. I can't believe it worked. It has worked, and I have come. Will you invite me in? The smile on Fortosio's lips was wide then, and if Wasson had been paying attention, he might have noticed the unusual length of Fortosio's eye teeth. But Wasson was too excited to notice. I would like to invite you on an adventure through my perilous realms. On Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms, I am serializing my audiobooks with an episode every week. We will go one book at a time through fantastic worlds and dangerous quests, all from the relative safety of your podcast app. To take up one of these journeys, check out Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms on your podcast app. That's Paul Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, or search for Perilous Realms.
and we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, so we are so back. Um, so let's 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 sort of get into the I've I've heard this referred to in some podcasts as the meat and potatoes. Uh, sometimes Mm. it is called the 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 tots topic of the show. Mm. Um, I do like a a good tot, like tots are tots are, yeah, dude, tater tots are legit, they're the bomb. Yeah, Um, potatoes in any form are fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of taters. Yeah, um. But we, we just call it the main topic. We like to keep mm-hmm. it classic. Main so the, the main topic for tonight is uh, who reviews the reviews or the reviewers or who critiques the critics or whatever, or who critiques, you know, like that's sort of a, a little bit of a riff on who watches the Watchmen. Um, anyways, or who watches the Watchers. But yeah, you guys get the point. Uh, and all of this is, and I'm sure that because you're smart and you are sort of abreast of current events, uh, there's a game that came out. We we mentioned it earlier, Elden Ring. Uh, and Elden Ring is apparently one of the highest like reviewed scores in Metacritic and OpenCritic. And uh, the only reason I know ever, ever, like ever, ever, like top, it's like what top, top three, top top yeah. top three, Insane. four, five, Insane. like it's. Like one of the highest reviewed games of all time, mm-hmm. uh, which is Absolute pretty mundanity, bonkers, insanity, um, and that's cool. I, I mean, that's that's cool. Like uh, we we've heard the terms bandied around uh, generational game or like once in a generation kind of stuff, and um, and you know, Josh and I were sort of talking about that, and it's like I'm if this is like stands up to the hype, I'm really excited for From Software um, mm-hmm. because like. This they're a studio that I feel like you know deserves deserves it. Um, you know the 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 Souls genre, Soulsborne genre has been around for a while, and they've sort of been refining it and refining it and refining it. It sounds like it, they may have just finally sort of like you know m- made all the things hit, and so uh, I'm looking forward to it to to picking it up at some point in time and playing it. But you know. That's not to say that it's all been roses and sunbeams and rainbows and smiling babies. Uh, mm-hmm. There's actually oh, yeah. been a not very bit, many of those. No, no. Uh, actually, in Souls games, there's like none of those things. <laughs> um, but uh, it it sort of brought up a bit of a a question uh, as like just the the review process in general and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought it might be an interesting sort of topic for us to sort of like work through. And I, I think too, what's really interesting and it would sort of like not to, to sort of, you know, kick a dude when he's down or anything like that, but, uh, or kick a, a studio when they're down, but, uh, you know, Babylon's fall just came out or Babylon. Yeah. Babylon's fall yep. just came out from, uh, platinum. And we sort of in, in the, the bro, the bro hang, which is, for you know, I, I forgot to plug that in in our little Patreon plug, but it's mm. you know it's it's a Patreon exclusive podcast that we do. Uh, we sort of we had some conversations about platinum games and how like they're like we're open for acquisition, and I'm like, yo, if uh, a 45 is what your game <laughs> sort of bringing to the table, nobody yeah. wants that. Um, yeah. So Babylon's Fall is like notoriously bad. Uh, even more so than Balan's Wonderworld, 
which was a big fat <laughs> turd last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, some of the only reasons that we're actually paying attention to some of these scores is because we're both participating. Partic- oh, my, Nate talk pretty someday. Uh, we're both participating in TRG's Fantasy Critic League, uh, headed up by none other than Micah Gear Solid, the, mm-hmm. the, the greatest commission in the face of the planet. <laughs> the 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 commission to rule all other commissions the commission who commissions over the other commissions um mm. i don't know mm. that's just silly but we we love micah we're having a good time there um but i thought it might be like i said using all of this to sort of like uh talk about some of the review process and mm-hmm. you know the, the there's sort of a contention here and for the last i I don't know i'd probably say five to ten years the sort of the the review process has come under fire and there are a lot of Mm -hmm. outlets or content creators that have just completely eschewed giving any sort of numbered review at all Um, right and and for the most part like i'm kind of okay with that and it and and we'll get into some of this it's like it's not to say that numbered reviews don't have their use but uh, mm. anyways, let me pull up my phone. And again, super good radio, super good prep here. And I had posed a couple questions in the Discord to maybe help sort of shape some of our conversation here. And uh, we'll, okay. we'll look at their feedback as well. But primarily... Well, and it, well, before before we jump right into the question, just okay. in case you haven't been, dear listener, if you have not been uh, keeping up with the current events oh, one yes. of the big things in particular Provide about context, Elden which is Ring, something i did not do yeah exactly. well i mean no you you yeah. mentioned it but but i think there's something special about elden ring that wasn't brought up that this is not a big deal with babylon's fall because it's free not free to play but you know just because <laughs> the style of game that it is with elden ring it has since come out that um most of the people reviewing the game did not actually complete or finish the game this sort of before been like they submitted their reviews. The big scandal. And then it's also right. come out too that like, okay, so just like something, uh, uh, what's the uh, Digital Foundry uh, was asked mm-hmm. to uh, delay their sort of looking at the tech and the specs and everything that needed it, like and performance. Mm-hmm. The, basically their performance review of Elden Ring. Um, and it's it's come out that the PC uh, port of this game has not, or the PC version of this game has had some real problems running uh, Mm -hmm. on a a lot of machines. But then in addition to that, it's just overall sort of been plagued with some technical problems. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like ideally, and, and this is sort of the best way to play this game is right now is using the PS4 version on your PS5. Mm. Um, it is like, I, you know, last, last thing I read about it was that, uh, yeah, playing the PS4 version on your PS5 is arguably the best way to sort of experience the game right now, which that's kind of a problem. And that's yeah. actually, there's been some, <laughs> there's been some pushback from, from again, you know, namely, you know, I make no bones about the fact that I listened to uh last damn media a lot and Colin Moriarty mm-hmm. has, you know, and at some point what one person called his. His sort of like his prodding unhinged, 
Because, you know, mm. like, he was sort of poking at it and saying, like, they gave this game a 97, even though there's some serious, like, technical problems that have sort of been mm-hmm. glossed over. Uh, mm-hmm. they, this game got a 97, even though the, the majority of most reviewers didn't complete the game. And, mm-hmm. and they had a bit of a conversation, and I recommend listening to that episode, uh, you know, because it was an interesting conversation. And, you know, we'll probably touch on some of the, some similar Th- you know ideas and themes uh you know we'll yeah obviously put our own sort of you know spin and flare on some of this stuff but yeah it it's sort of an interesting it, it's just been an interesting conversation piece all over and so it's like this yeah. has sort of been you know elder ring has sort of been plagued because like and then of course you have like the rabid f- fanboys who are just sort of toxic in any particular like you know like listen we've said it before and we'll say it again don't be a fanboy you know don't be a snob don't suck like you know there's <laughs> there's two ways to come at these things that yeah if 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 you're a fanboy like recognize that you are you know like if you just love something even though you, like recognize its flaws it's okay for you to absolutely love something that's flawed it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect for you to love it. So, like, fanboy out, sure, but don't like recognize and, that that is a subjective. And don't take analysis. it as a personal attack against your yeah. like your value because somebody else doesn't necessarily agree with like your take on game X, Y, or Z. But yeah. like, I mean, this this should be you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like this should be common sense because like we would assume that most people like are just mature ish like uh, aside from like children and teenagers and teenagers teenagers are barely human so um all that being said like you know we would expect most people to sort of behave themselves like mature reasonable adults but but no no definitely like feel free Uh to feel free to often prove me wrong on that front Uh, because you do (laughs) you all do uh you know anyways i'm i'm only being mostly sarcastic there. Um, so yeah, well, that- you, you know, I, I did actually hear a good pushback, um, you know, as to why a lot of the reviewers felt that they didn't need to finish the game. Um, and, but they could still, they could still rate it really highly. Um, the reason that they, that they all gave, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty unanimous. It was like nines and was tens because- across the board. Right, right, but but the reason that they gave why they said they didn't have to finish it is because George R. R. Martin worked on the game and he's never finished anything. <laughs> if I that was actually part of someone's thesis, I would like for, <laughs> like their review. If they like, they sort of actually said, "Well, I don't feel like I need to finish it because George R. R. Martin, who wrote the lore for this game, hasn't finished his stinking books series that he's been <laughs> writing for the last twenty years." Uh, so when he does that. I'll worry about. Um, There were some issues surrounding some of that even too. And I think it's fair to sort of like give that a little, like there were people saying like, uh, I think was the, the, I I subscribed to it, the the stupid GameStop magazine, uh, Game Informer. Game Informer. They Mm -hmm. had the game, I think for 30 days, but everybody else had it for like a week. And this is a massive game that like, you know, and so a lot of people were like, we didn't have time to finish it, which I think wouldn't mm-hmm. have been such a big deal. I think if that was just sort of embraced from the get go as right. sort of being like, because like, here's, here's part of the deal, right? Is like, 
sometimes like your first handful of hours with a game like are really awesome. And then when mm-hmm. you sort of get to the end, it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of like, you know, fizzled out. Like, you know, finish, mm-hmm. start out with a bang and finish with a whimper kind of thing. Um, and it does not seem that this is the case um, for, for right. Elden Ring. A lot of people are like, yeah, I've, I'm like 80 hours in and I, st- I still can't stop thinking about this game and playing this game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that's, that's a fairly good sign. Um, and, and again, I, I'm one of those guys that's like, I don't get super, like my general approach to reviews, Josh, and I don't know what yours is, is like, I'm not saying I never use things like Metacritic or OpenCritic. I use them far more often now that we're part of the Fantasy Critic League. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I pay more attention to that. But a lot of times what I'll do is like, there are certain sites, outlets or individuals that like, I'm like, do they have anything to say about game X, Y, or Z? And, mm-hmm. you know, because like these, these people are like reliable barometers for me, uh, as far as mm-hmm. like, you know, my, I know that my tastes sort of run similar to them or that I at least respect their opinion to the extent where sort of like, Hey, check this out. Like I do it, which I think is much more helpful as a general rule. And again, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not to say that something like Metacritic using it, like, you know, Parker, um, you know, introduced me, like he would run a game through like IGN. Actually, IGN was sort of his like, and it's like, and if it didn't get at least like, and this is years ago, I, I think he's sort of amended, but it was like, if it didn't get at least like a seven and a half or an eight, he was just like, just passed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, which I think is like a fairly, you know, that, that's a healthy-ish practice. You know, like I said, you know, there's, it's it's sort of using it because there's so many stinky games so it's like it's you just you need to weed out stuff sometimes and you know so it's like you know again it's i think a useful sort of way to interact with that stuff i just think where it's Mm -hmm. i think part of it too is though is that these number scores in a lot of ways it's like putting a permanent stamp on something and if you haven't sort of seen this experience, it, it almost feels like all of those nines and tens that where the person didn't finish the game almost need to have asterisks by them where it's like, well, we could come back and amend this at any point in time. Like, you know. Well, yeah, it it's it's almost a review in progress at that point if they haven't actually finished yeah, the game. It's more of, it's more um, of an impression than an actual yeah. review. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, it, it's a totally different type of game but i did talk about last episode how i finished up um uh, a plague tale mm-hmm. and how the ending to me actually like it was so th- there were so many things that were unanswered that it made me look on the experience in a slightly worse light if that makes sense like it was just not as satisfying as i was hoping that it would be with all the different things that they were playing with throughout the rest of the story now i get it a plague tale is a narrative game um i don't know how narrative elden ring is i don't know how narrative you can be with an open world um you know it it it, it especially with the way that those games typically if it's it, better give if, out their if lore. It hands handles its narrative better than breath of the wild did i think i'll be satisfied i mean but soulsborne games typically don't though you know it's all through like item descriptions and stuff which well, the lore is there don't get me I wrong think, i think too like they a lot of people have sort of been referencing sekiro on this and said like the way okay. that sekiro handled its lore was 
a lot more and its world building was a lot more sort of approachable. Cool. So cool. Maybe. Okay. It's okay. I, awesome. Like I think I think that's like that and that in particular, like that particular approach and sort of like burying everything in like item descriptions and weird like little like nooks and stuff is actually sort of made it harder. Like has it sort of made mm-hmm. it harder to like like sort of set the 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 bar of, or the level of entry like set the bar for that like a lot hard like because like dude i mean i play bub uh, i play bubble <laughs> talk pretty i played yes. bloodborne and had no idea what was going on but the combat mm-hmm. was compelling and mm-hmm. i didn't really care about the lore um but it would have been cool if i had and by the time i got to the end of the game i was like okay like i have somewhat of an idea and like Mm-hmm. You know, because it goes from like the gothic horror into the transition into like the cosmic horror stuff and all that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like once I sort of got my head around some of that, I was like, okay, like I still don't know what's going on 100%, but like this game's cool and I don't need yeah. to know all the details and stuff, but there it's there if I want to. Whereas I think yeah. like, you know, something like Elden Ring and again, bringing in someone like George R. R. Martin to write the lore, even though I think he's a, He's not my favorite author, right? Like, yeah. for a lot of reasons. It's um, very nicely put. I, but I think like the dude does build some really interesting worlds, and I actually think that's like the more I think about it, like that's a really perfect marriage between Frum's like Miyazaki's basically like creative bend and like mm-hmm. the worlds that he likes to build, and then you marry that to some of like the narrative. thrust that somebody like martin can lend to that that's like that's actually a pretty robust sort of team right there in my yeah that that i i think there's and it'd just be a shame to hide it you know it's Mm -hmm. like and again like these games don't do a great job of that but yeah so yeah yeah we'll see yeah it it remains to be seen it is just concerning that like that the game has such astronomically high reviews in general by reviewers that by and large didn't finish the actual game so that i mean that's yeah something to be said in this entire conversation well and it's like i think like the problem uh, i mean there's so many because there there are issues even in like you know, again, one person I, I listened to sort of in talking about this said like the whole reviews process actually sort of sort of almost emphasizes like the worst parts of like gaming culture and like mm-hmm. just all of gaming journalism and stuff. It's like and uh, just like the sort of like the the rabid like here's the thing. And I think maybe this might be a good place like we did ask our discord some questions and uh, mm-hmm. you know Jono Jono kicked in some stuff but like let me just bring up the questions real quick and then I'll I'll dip in because I think John so, John actually has some really poignant things that are helpful in sort of sort of navigating some of this so mm-hmm. I just like as general guidelines I just said like guys like these are some of the questions we're going to be wrestling with or talking about but like what counts as a review should someone have to beat the game right because that's been sort of like the the primary contention here is that you have mm-hmm. a bunch of people who didn't beat the game. Um, mm-hmm. So what, if any, 
is the usefulness of number scores. Okay. And again, so we've talked about some of that. They're not, I'm not going to say they're completely useless that, I mean, me personally, like when I recommend a game, I'm like, this is a pass or this is a play. And I throw out some caveats, but it's a little more nuanced, but it's like, Hey, yeah, check this out. Or like, in my opinion, you could just walk right past this one and not sweat it. You're not missing out on anything. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just lastly, does the somewhat divisive score of Elden Ring tell us anything about the nature of fan culture and gaming? Okay. And again, just sort of like broad ranging some stuff here. And again, this is just some of the stuff we wanted. But uh, so John sort of offered up some pretty solid answers and just, but he's, he talks about the difference between, and again, we sort of mentioned it, but the difference between an, imp- an impression or a review, right? And the impression mm-hmm. tends to be uh, like, and every last one of these things is going to be subjective because any flaws or merits are pretty much solely in the eye of the beholder. Um, y- you know, it's like, what if that person, like, if you don't like, so like, and, and it's like just the nature of the, the, the entire process is pretty subjective, but it's like, if I don't like 3d platformers and somebody asks me what I like, I, I really don't like 3D platformers all that much. Um, but, and somebody's like, what do you think of this 3D platformer? I'm like, eh, it's, it's fine for what it is. But like, you know, I'm not the guy to ask like about like Mario Odyssey. Like I played it, I enjoyed it, but I also like moved on from it as soon as I was, like as soon as I was done, I was like, Beep, I'm good. Like I'm out. Like I'm not, I'm not coming back for, I'm not doing, and I was like, oh, it was enjoyable, but it, as you know, don't come to me and ask my opinion about 3D platformers, but yeah, because it, I'm just it's not going to be <clears throat> meaningful in any sort of way. It's it's but but so here's the the part that I want to sort of um, and again talks about impressions are just sort of like well I like this and I like this type of you know impressions tend to be a lot softer reviews should mm-hmm. be a little bit more and he he gives some definitions from Webster but reviews are supposed to be more critically oriented sort of looking at the pros and cons and sort of weighing those things and being a little more removed from sort of emotional sort of or subjective as much as possible um mm-hmm. but so here I'll just I'll just pick up and so game review must re- examine aspects of the game in a critical way it doesn't necessarily have to be wholly negative but there should be an examination of positive and negative aspects no game is perfect so any review should be able to touch on some aspect that can be improved an assumption with a game review is that the game has been finished or beaten to use our beatdown language naturally the more complete the playthrough the more detailed a review can be what is a bad practice is reviewers giving a review of games without actually rolling credits on the game and not being open about their not finishing the game Similar to our discussions about abandoning games, someone that abandons a game can still have a valuable opinion and insight, but they need to be direct about their unfinished progress and be clear about what aspects of the game didn't work for them. Plus, they need to be able to separate what they didn't like from what didn't work. And I think that's, Hmm. you know, you know, sort of a, a, a good touch point reviews don't need to be long but they should be complete thoughts number scores can be useful if there are baselines to compare against and so uh you know before but like i think that's an important distinction mm-hmm. you know and, and it seems like not all of them but some of the reviews i've read are just glorified impressions it's like mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, dude, you're not talking about like, and, and I, and, and I understand why, they, why they did it. Right. Because it's like, right. you got to get the clicks out there. You got to be like, you got to be out there day one, hour one, minute one, you know, yep. you got to get those get clicks. Ready when the embargo lifts so that open credit can crash. Yeah. Th- that was pretty wild. That was pretty entertaining. But at the same time, it's like you're sort of doing the the people who are looking to you for input a disservice. Yeah. You, you know, um, and, and again, I don't have a problem as long as you disclose it and say like, well, I'm not done here. And so some of this stuff might be mm-hmm. subject to change. Like, you know, even if somebody, and again, some reviewers did do this. So, but it's like if somebody basically said like, hey, I'm really, I'm 40 hours in. I don't think I've even like, you know, scratch the surface on this. I'm having a blast. I don't see that changing any point in time. And I'd be fairly comfortable if like, if based on like just my impressions right now, I'd give it a nine out of 10. Like I'm totally there for that kind of like interaction. Mm-hmm. What I find I find to be pretty problematic though, is that like we're three or four days out, we're a week out and it's like, oh, there's all sorts of like technical problems. And it's like, and we're just going to gloss right over that stuff, even though that should really be part of like the, the, the more critical aspect of like the review process. Yeah. You you know, especially when in order to get an aggregated 97, that means a majority of the, of the scores had to be tens. Yeah. Like, yeah. In order to get that, just, just numbers, it's numbers guys. You'd have to have mostly tens with some nines in order to pull that score down to ninety-seven. Um, so, so you've got these. It's it's just a weird situation where you've got like a majority of reviewers giving this game ten out of ten, which okay, I get it, can mean different things to different people. I was making fun of the 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 idea that ten out of ten means an absolutely perfect game. Well, even I don't a game that's that, like a ten out of ten isn't a perfect game. Okay. Right. It, it just be. means that in the eyes of that particular reviewer, this represents a masterwork. It's not to say that there yes. aren't problems and there aren't issues, like there aren't potential like issues. It's saying like that on all the important criteria based on that reviewer, it's like this game, it's not to saying that there isn't room for improvement, but this is mm-hmm. sort of a master's class. Like I think honestly, if we look at it like a like a game that's given a 10 out of 10 as being like sort of like a masterwork versus, and and that's, I mean, that's sort of even touching on the, the, just the number stuff too. I think one, mm-hmm. we give entirely too much weight to these number scores, right? Mm-hmm. Versus using them. Yeah. And John, John sort of in his comments referenced the fact that, um, you know, like these are useful in as much as they sort of help provide like benchmarks and touch points. You, yeah. you know, I think where they become a problem, like when it becomes sort of like, I mean, there's obviously like you've got toxic fandoms that are going to grab some of the stuff and latch on there. Well, well, it's a, it's a 10 and you're just dumb. But like, it's like, if you use it for anything more than just sort of like almost like a quick sort of like point of reference to say, okay, there like, if like, like I said, 97s across the board says no this is something that you should probably pay attention to like um that everybody should maybe at least sort of like give a pass and but it's not 
I think well, anything more than that, and it tends to get a little like kind of it, you you start to veer into uh and Paul's gonna love this this word, problematic territory. Yeah. Well well, you said that that it's a game that anyone should should try, try out in in and even that, I'm not sure that I would go that far, especially when you're talking about a game like Elden Ring, where it is very specialized in in the the type of game that it is, in the type of game or the the people that it appeals to. Um, and so, I, I do think this one in particular, and and I love these types of games. If you guys know, you know, I got super nerdy on on Bloodborne. Um, I've played through the three Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. Um, I just really, I really dig this style of game. So this game actually sounds right up my alley. Right now, I don't care, and I'm actually trying not to really read much about it at all, um, just because I don't, I already have enough games to play. <laughs> I don't need another one right now. Um, but, so I, I don't come at this like, I'm not saying that I don't want this game to be as good as it is, but you also have to recognize that with most of these publications, um, because they want someone who has context, um, has the context of the other games like this game, they're going to get the person on staff who is familiar with these types of games and enjoys these types of games. And so that person is the person giving it a 10 out of 10. Not the someone who's who's not used to this style of combat or someone who's more particular about certain things who wants more, I don't know, RPG elements. I don't know. I don't know enough, enough about Elden Ring to know. Um, but so so you so you, the pool of people who are reviewing this game are also already geared towards the style, if that makes any sense. So what I'm saying is that I'm not even sure that the fact that this is so highly regarded, I don't even know that it means that it is a game that everyone should try. No, no but I, I, think, think, it, I think it's at least a, but I think like the 97 means like it's a game that every buddy should like, it should be like, you should be aware of it in gaming circles. Okay. Like, this is like, yes, like 97 to me says like, this is like a high water mark. This is like a benchmark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like something that sort of, for some way, shape, or form, shifts the paradigm of like gaming in general. Sort of like it leaves a big enough dent in the landscape of sort of like gaming mm -hmm. as a whole that like you see the ripples and the effects and the outworkings of like the impact that the, the it's basically like something like a, a 97 says this will have an impact on games moving forward. Like there will mm -hmm. be games that will borrow and learn from this in a way that not a ton of like, yeah, I'm not saying, I, I didn't mean to say that this game is for everybody because like, listen, I, it, I've heard though that like, you know, you can do like these summons and they're like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they kind of always, that's kind of always the deal. But well, they, they've really dealt like the, the summons really sort of doubled down or whatever. I mean, like full disclosure, okay. when I play this game, I'm probably going to play it with like my brother and or Parker or both, gotcha. you know, um, it's just because like, I mean, I'll probably play a good bit of it by myself too, but like just, we're always looking for co-op games anyways, but right. Um, right. I don't know. Like I just, 
like like I said, I think like the the problems with stuff like this lie in where it's like somehow that 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 numbered score me mm-hmm. like means so more than it actually does when people like well y- you know um I'm trying to think there there was a way that I wanted to apply this man guys I'm I'm sorry because like my brain is just working super good right now um, <laughs> so um th- just as a as a as a contrast this is an open critic this is metacritic but right now um the legend of zelda skyward sword on wii has a 93 okay so it's a few points off but i'm just saying kind of kind of a similar idea of like the game is not it's i don't think it, it is for everyone you know not everyone who plays the game is going to enjoy it to that extent i think they had the zelda people review that for the most part people who review that game well and i mean and you're gonna want it like here's here's the thing too though you're gonna want to put somebody who has like a context and a familiarity yes. with that game series yes. or like that type of game on it mm-hmm. because they're gonna have so like you, you have to sort of like know that that's going to be part of that's mm-hmm. just part and parcel of the process like i said yep. i i think the bigger problem is when it's sometimes like so like yeah these 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 numbers are meant to sort of like they're they're treated as like I said permanent stamps where it's like now that yeah. now that this is this is a nine or a ten out of ten for all of time and it's like and it's like you know how many times like and again it, it's holding fast for now but it's like you know mm-hmm. three months three months out are like people like honestly I think part of it mm-hmm. just like you know recency bias is huge. Like yeah. so when you're in the middle yeah. of something like this is awesome. And it's like, especially like when you're sort of like just starting it up, like, and you've got all that like new game hype and it's like, you're going to be a lot more generous in that. And I think as time goes on and, and again, sort of, we talked to be like even, even a week or two out, like they're already talking mm-hmm. about like, Hey, there's some serious technical problems here, you know? And, um, yeah. But it, it's just like the further you get out from a game, it's like, well, yeah, it's still really good. But, you know, mm-hmm. now that I'm three months separated or six months or a year separated from the, the experience, like there are some issues. And it's like just, you know, like I said, it's you have to take these things with a grain of salt. Like you just you yeah. have to like and yeah. the, like I said, they're useful providing like for providing quick reference. But I think any more than that, and and fantasy critic, but um. <laughs> well, and and I think that point is particularly acute in the case with Elden Ring because they had how many days before the embargo date did they get the like game? A week. Three days, two. Okay, they had a full week. But like even there, dude, you're okay. you're saying like it's like playing like like even if your job is playing video games, like to expect well, somebody to like put sixty yeah. hours in on Most- this game. Exactly. Most of the reviews said and, between, like, I've played 40 hours, I've played 50 hours, like, I've played 60 yeah, and hours. Then, like, write the actual and review. Write, yeah. 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 Yes. Right. So, so th- that's, yeah, exactly. In that case, I think this is particularly acute because it means that that's all that the reviewer has been playing, that generally that's all the reviewer has been doing for the past week is playing this one particular video game. And especially in a game like this where you do um get better you know the whole dark souls thing is get good 
kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And the more time you put into it, you can see your progression. And that does, it does have kind of a snowball effect. You do enjoy it more. I know in my case, that's what I love about the games is that they, they can be really uh, difficult, but the more you get better, the more that you play and you figure out how to, how to navigate these different challenges. And that just feels awesome. And so, of course, like if that's literally all you're doing for an entire week, um, that, yeah, there, there would be a, a heavy dose. I would imagine there would be a heavy dose of recency bias in that. Now, that said, you could say the exact opposite. The, the other side of the coin is that, oh, well, if the game is bad and they were forced to play 50 hours for a week, like they would rate it even lower because it's that terrible. Yeah, true. You know, if, the, if there were certain flaws that kept coming up, then those would also be just as it, emphasized. It as comes well. back I, to like, I think part of the, like it needs to be part of like, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of I'm using the language that Colin Moriarty uses. Like if it's part of the reviewer's thesis, so they're saying like, I hmm. put 40 hours in or I like, like, Colin actually referenced the time, like he wrote a review for a game and he's like, I did not finish this game. He's like, because I literally could not force myself to play this game anymore. It was that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> y- you know, and as long as that's like part of the, 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 the thesis here, as, as long as it's part of like the, the sort of like, as long as you're putting that information out there, like something Paul wrote and sort of he and John had a really, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, for people who are in the discord, it's in the 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 episode ninety eight thread. Um, I'm just gonna sort of pull this out here, but he's like, all that being said, they had a really interesting conversation. And of course, I just I would get in there and make dumb quips and post gifs. Um, but <laughs> all that being said, I'm not going to pretend to have experienced something I didn't. If I have a sample adventure, I'm going to say the story so far is really interesting. I'm curious. He's talking about because he reviews mm-hmm. uh, tabletop RPGs, um, but. Mm-hmm. He's like, the story so far is really interesting. I'm curious how it will turn out in the full adventure. I'm not going to talk about overall arcs and themes if I don't know them yet. In other words, I'm going to be honest with what Mm -hmm. I played, especially for JRPGs. I think it's reasonable to have a first 20 hours review or something like that. And if your audience wants more than that, you can do a follow-up. Or you can come Mm -hmm. back and amend the original article or whatever. And I think, and again, that's sort of some of the issue here. Is like, I think to... Part of this, right, is that so, and there's sort of a, a bit of a tangent that I wanted to dip into is that, okay. you know, we've talked about like taking games seriously and games as art and stuff like that. And recently, you know, a bit of a shout out plug uh, Logan did an interview or an episode with Matt Millsap, and th- there was a really interesting conversation. Um, didn't really touch on this particular topic at all, really, except for in the fact that Matt referenced the uh, the the incident with Roger Roger Ebert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ebert uh, used to be Cisco and Ebert, and then was Ebert and Roper, uh, famed film critic, uh, and at one point in time, famously having sort of like like disregarded uh, video games you know, as being sort of any sort of worthwhile media or something like that, sort of snubbed his nose at it and later came back, I think, and ended up saying like, you know, because somebody showed him, I think some of like shadow of the Colossus 
you know, and there's a reason I come back to this game often. Um, like there were lots of people who were like, yeah, he's like, he famously said video games aren't art, can't be art. And there were a lot of people who were like, play Shadow of the Colossus scrub. Um, and part of, you know, the thing is like, and like I said, Ebert eventually did sort of like backtrack a little bit. And part of even mm -hmm. what Matt was saying is that it, it, within circles, like sometimes people want to critique video games. Uh, and I think there's sort of a twofold thing because like there's the issue of like, you know, looking at it, like should the companies give reviewers more time, et cetera? Yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm mm -hmm. way more interested in some of like the, this, the, the, the journalistic sort of integrity and impetus here. It's like part of what needs to happen with video games and video game culture, right? Is like, we need to get away from like, some of the score chasing mentality and we need to engage with mm. these things a little more critically and intelligently and maturely. And so like, it, it's basically, we need our reviewers to take these games seriously and treat them seriously and sort of do serious work. If we want this stuff to be taken seriously and we can't expect other people to sort of, and, and just like we would disregard somebody who wants to criticize, um, you know, games without having really a, a, an appropriate understanding or appreciation for the genre, right? You know, it's one thing like, hey, like John Piper says, video games are a waste of time. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything, right? Then you have a, if a, a guy like me who does not have a shred of the platform John Piper does. But if I say like, hey, you know what? Video games are a waste of time. As somebody who has taken the form seriously and has put a large amount of time into sort of really examining the merits of the genre, of, of the medium, that that holds more weight. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's it's sort of a not that it's it's a matter of sort of almost like having your bona fides. And like and some of it is like I guess this 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 issue for me is like part of it is like there's this very again this very childish sort of like super hyped like my this game is awesome 10 out of 10 best thing ever mm -hmm. and I think we need to be a little more nuanced and a little more mature and a little more intentional about the way that we approach these things so that we can really have like the important conversation of like our video not our video games are but are video games like really important or are they just sort of mere entertainment? And I think like a, a game like, you know, like Elden Ring actually has the opportunity to sort of like, like elevate the conversation, you know, not just because it's like, you know, sort of like it, it is a bit of a masterwork, you know, it needs to be sort of acknowledged though. And it, that means that we can't be like a bunch of like frothing, you know, mouth breathing fanboys, like, you know, screeching because like video game we like do good you know it's like it has to it has to be more than that and in order to do that mm -hmm. you have to approach this with sort of like a, a little more sobriety and i'm not saying don't enjoy the things or don't don't appreciate them but what i'm saying is like and part of like that taking it seriously is being honest and upfront and serious about like your experience with it you, you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so it's like hey you know, I would much rather read a review where, yeah, the reviewer was honest, and and instead of just being like a, a shill and being like the the 
the landscapes are amazing. And, you know, I've never felt such an, and like, Hey, all these things might, might be true, but it's like the exploration is mind blowing. And it's, and the lack of a HUD and all this other, you know, and like, everybody's like, I just, there's always something everywhere. And it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, I'd much rather have like a, a legitimate real conversation about like the strengths and merits. And again, it comes back to that, like, what the difference between an impression and a review. And it's like mm -hmm. so many of these media outlets are just like, and again, it's sort of that, like that got to rush to get the clicks, got to, you know, got to get a right. voice out there. Right. And I'm like, dude, like legitimately, I'd love to have an outlet that's like, says like, Hey, here's like some of our initial impressions. We're going to do like, you know, give us, give us a little bit of time. We're going to do a full, like just, like a, you know, a 10,000 word review where we're going to like go in depth and we're really going to examine the, like, we're going to like crack this thing open and it, we're mm -hmm. going to really sort of look at the bones of this thing and talk about its merits and its strengths and its weaknesses. We don't, get, yeah. we don't get that. And that, that kind of bums me out because it's like, until we can get to stuff like that. And it's it, dude, like, here's the thing, like, you know, I, I referenced Ebert earlier like he can sit down, like one, he can sit down and watch a movie in like two or three hours. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he can sort of like, whereas video games tend to be significantly longer than that. So, but it's like, we, we need to have, a, but he took the medium seriously. And I, and I feel like it needs to be more than just like, I like video games. I like this type of video game. This video game makes me, you know, makes my you know, makes me, makes me all tingly and, and happy. And so like, it needs to be more than that. It needs to be like, a, again, like I'm not saying that there needs to be some sort of fixed criteria. And I'm saying like the task is much more daunting, but until we get to that point where we're willing to sort of like, and where we demand that out of our outlets, like we're always going to sort sort of be and like the kiddie pool version of, of media. Well, yeah, it makes a lot of money, but like, and I'm not saying like yeah, I, I think I, I think I get what you're saying. I I don't know that I've seen any of this like toxic fanboyism that you're talking well, I'm not about. Even like talking okay, about like super toxic fanboyism. Like I'm talking about like the fact that like overall we just need to be more adult in the way that we approach these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Something like a review in progress seems like it would just be kind of assumed. If if you didn't finish, here here's here's my concern is like I don't understand how you would rate a game ten out of ten if you haven't finished it. That that's what it that's what it is to me. Yeah, I I could see you know like I would even find a way or find a way. I would try and propose something like given a novelty score for now, you normally score on tens. It's a five out of five right now. We'll update it when we're finished kind of a thing. You know, like just, just something to differentiate well, it from your standard um, to, to let you know, like, yeah, yeah, as of this far as I am in the game, this is an absolute masterpiece. This is a bang. You know, and here's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I I'm saying like even like moving beyond just like the the numeric values. I'm just saying though like mm -hmm. just to have like somebody who's like really willing to like just like I like here's the thing. I would reward the individual or the outlet that would say like, "Hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're doing like we're going to do a, a much more in-depth sort of look at and review of this content like when we're 
sort of when we've really sort of extracted a lot more value out of this and and mm-hmm. take it seriously versus sort of just trying to like this sort of like again like you read the reviews and it's all about like best exploration ever this changes everything you know you know it's like you you read all these little quips and everything and i'm like dude i i want to know like part of it is like i want to know how this is pushing the medium forward and i want you to like really like again sort of be a little more adult and mature and sort of like i'm not even again like i'm sort of even like i want an actual review of the like of this thing yeah like and yeah. I, I want somebody to like you know like i said a month from now or whatever say hey finally i've sort of like i have as as much as i think is humanly possible i have extracted like i i've sat down and i've i i played the mess out of this game i beat it i sort of i looked through all sorts of nooks and crannies and i've explored a ton of this and i've sat down with my thoughts for the last couple of weeks or the last month and now that i'm i'm done and i've processed all of this like here's a really in-depth sort of blow by blow examination of like the merits of this game and then the 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 areas in, in which it falls short and treat it not necessarily academic but treat it more like a freaking adult you you know and that's that's i mean it's like and again it comes back like video games can be serious and we need to start engaging i don't know this is just maybe maybe i just need to be that guy maybe i just need to like Mm -hmm. you know buy the game play, play play nothing but it for the next six months and then write like you know a ten thousand word essay on like all the things that it does right or not but you, you know what i'm saying no nobody actually wants that or and if somebody does well then you need to pay me about 60k a year well that's yeah that's that's what i was gonna say is like what what is the worth of of something like the monetary worth of something like that um so so that's I, that's a whole other can of worms but what, but what um, i'm saying though is like as as fans it's mm-hmm. sort of you should want the elevation of the genre of the medium sure overall and it's like in some ways the way that we engage with this stuff actually does not encourage that right yes yes i i would that, agree that, with that, that was sort of like um, my thesis is like at some point in time we have to demand more if we want better mm-hmm. yeah from even yeah, from our reviewers yeah. and our journalists like you know mm-hmm. Like and and let's be yeah. honest, a lot of these outlets are just. I'm gonna be maybe I'm sounding really petty. A lot of these like gaming journalists are just, they're frauds. They're yeah, freaking si- si- sycophants and just yeah, like yes, they're yeah. It's like they're they're fans who don't take the work seriously, who have been sort of and sort of like want to thump their chest with their own self-righteousness and self-importance and their, their, you know, authority in it. But it's like, they're not really interested in, it's more about like, I like this thing and here, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I like this thing. And I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. And too, because comparing them, um, you know, with, with someone like a George Ebert, um, or no, excuse me, Roger Ebert. Wow. Um, 
the it, it, you mentioned George the like Martin. <laughs> something. I don't know what I was thinking. Um but you were talking about the length of a movie compared to the length of a video game, but also video games are interactive. And yeah. so there is a very much more subjective nature to a video game than there is for a movie. Because you watch a movie over again, you get the same experience. You play a video game over again, you might not. You might get a very different experience because, you, frankly, you've just gotten better at the game. So it's going to be a little it's going to be a little different. To, to everyone who plays it. And sure, you can make the argument, well, certain things might hit harder in a movie for different people based on their experiences. Okay, cool, but that doesn't change the fact of the actual presentation of the of a movie. The presentation of a movie never changes. What you get from a video game does change because not necessarily like what is presented to you but because of the fact that you have options you have agency in this and so like just because of that it is a much more subjective medium so yeah there's there's always going to be that that um measure of subjectivity in reviews as well and yeah that that should be taken into account when you when you go to write a review um it, it, it yeah, it's it's just kind of the nature of the beast. But then, like you had mentioned, there there are also these other factors. Um, the way that the industry is just made up, the way that the hype train. Okay, we we always talk about the hype train. Um, in a lot of our episodes, because I think it is probably the number one enemy of of your backlog is the hype train. Um, I would honestly <laughs> say like the hype train is sort of like the number one enemy of sort of engaging with the hobby responsibly. Mm. Like it will, mm. cause like if you're you drunk, yeah, you'll get, you'll get on there. You'll hit up like the, the, the dining car. You'll get, you'll pay for a few overpriced, you know, cocktails. And next thing you know, you know, you're, you're just like, you're drunk on, on the hype. Mm-hmm. I, I I I lost my metaphor there, but but I was, I was <laughs> you're slurring your you're words, slurring your speech, you're, you're, you're grabbing someone else's piece of cake and shoving it in your mouth, you're or... throwing down your your card, you're throwing, you're taking your wallet out, and you're saying, "Take my money." <laughs> and, exactly, but it's like, yeah, it, like hype, like the hype cycle does not want you to think, it doesn't want you to slow mm-hmm. down, it doesn't want you mm-hmm. to engage critically, which. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it, hey, be excited. And I'm not saying that never get on the hype train, but like get on there mm-hmm. and understand exactly what's going to happen. Like, exactly. Like, dude, like, yeah. Because I am listening to people talk about Elden Ring and I'm like, uh-huh. I want to play this. I want to play this a lot. I'm also yeah. like, yo, I'm on a budget. And if I wait mm-hmm. for like another month and a half, two months, I'll probably have some Christmas or birthday money. I can just pick it up. Our- yeah. Okay. We know that uh, that the the news cycle um, it it intentionally makes things that are not news newsworthy so that they can report on things. Yeah. I think there is an inherent um, element of that in uh, in video game journalism. Okay. In the case of reviews. I would say that you need to not not you need to okay it is more valuable to write a very highly praised review or a very low 
I, I, I just think it's, it's inherent in the, the, the fact that you have these uh, websites built around uh, video game news and video game reviews that there is an inherent uh, – bias may be too strong of a word, but I would see it would be more valuable for uh, the publication to have something be more highly rated or something more extremely lowly rated because then you'll get clicks for that too. Um, there's inherent, you know, games have to be submitted by the embargo date so that people will click on the website. There, there's a whole can of worms to the way that that things are. I was, you know, like I hate using even the word systemic now because even that word is so um, that's not overplay- That's not I, a loaded I, term or anything. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. People don't just use that word and then never give examples of it ever. Um, so, but I think the, the way that the current cycle of games and reviews and reporting on games and uh, you know getting clicks and ad revenue off of you know the 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 latest and greatest and newest or or look at how much this sucks kind of a thing. Um, I think there's a little bit of sway that's in there as well. Now, I'm not saying that's always, you know, at the forefront of a reviewer's mind. No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that um, it is it is inherently more valuable for a publication to have those things. Yeah. The more the 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 more polarizing the opinion, the better, because that's what gets clicks. I think that's that's inherent to the the internet right now in general. Um, but that's that's another just element here thrown into this whole pot of what we have in terms of reviews and the hype cycle and things like that. It's just like I said for me it just the more I think about this it's like like the industry is growing up and I'm I'm waiting for the sort of the 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 critical eyes and the critiquers and the reviewers and all the the enthusiasts and everything like I'm waiting for them to grow up too, you know. And I'm I'm not saying like hey like at the end of the day like these are games have fun with them like absolutely and mm-hmm. like sometimes like big dumb action game is just big dumb action game and that's all it needs to be like doom 2016 mm-hmm. does not need to have like <laughs> that's what i thought of like dude it i don't sometimes a doom is just a doom yeah you just want to like rip and tear bro um yeah but i yes. i think like when and and part of it sort of what what's frustrated me in in all of this and and throughout some of this is just like sort of like the simplicity of the narrative like surrounding all of this best game ever 10 out of 10 and it's like mm-hmm. well it might be an amazing like because like that's i i am seeing like the, the those words bandied around like they're like Elden ring might be the best game ever and i'm like have you played mm-hmm. super mario brothers 3 shut up <laughs> like you, you know um and, and all all snark aside you know but it's like it is sort of like one of those things. And like I said, I'm totally like, I want to give this thing roses. Like I, I want to like, mm-hmm. you know, be like, yo, like give this thing its crown. Like if it is what it is. But I think that requires like a mature sort of like, I want the coverage surrounding this stuff to grow up. Like, yeah, I get it. Like you have to like wrestle with like the commercial necessity and it's like, you know, clicks generate money and you know, you got to get out there. You got to be part of the zeitgeist. You got to, you got to do all that stuff. But I'm also saying like, 
as can we need to be more than just mere consumers here and i think like just like i said there's a part of me that just i'm waiting for somebody to just sort of like have the the mature adult take and be like yo i'm gonna treat this thing seriously and so like i can like and yeah do like a review in progress or say like hey here's like you know i'm 40 hours in this is what it looks like so far this thing's amazing so far like you know it's like it definitely has like maybe one of the greatest games of all time sort of like definitely has potential and then you know like when you're done with it and after you've had to, again some time to sit and sort of like sit in your thoughts and synthesize and sort of like pull through everything and really like examine it and put it under the microscope like come back because like that's this i'm gonna come back like and let i i know i'm an outlier like you know it's like you know serious nate wants to take things seriously or old man you, you know what i'm saying but sort of mm -hmm. like just ripping on myself but but I'm just like, I am frustrated with this sort of the, the juvenility. I don't know if that's even a word, but just sort of the, the mm -hmm. juvenile sort of reaction to all of this, where it's just like, it is like best game ever blah, kind of stuff. And then, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, man, I get it. We, we need some of that, but it, I think like it would also just be nice. And like not every mo movie critic was Ebert and Roper or Siskel and Ebert. Like, you know, we, we know that, but we had some, we had Ebert, we had Siskel, we had Roper, we had, we have some high profile movie critics who like, you know, and yes, even with Ebert and Roper, it was like two thumbs up, two thumbs down kind of thing. Like, or, you know, one thumb up, one thumb down, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, so there was a, a rating system ish sort of thing built in there. But I'm saying like, I don't know. It's like, sometimes I guess I, I look at it and say, I think there are some, some consumers who look at these numbers and their brains, they use that as an ex excuse to turn off their brains. And I get resentful. Where I'm like, just just think, slow down, like be a little more intentional. And maybe I'm just being petty and kind of a grump and I just want to go yell at some kids and tell them to get off my lawn or something. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Dang it. Again, every time I go to talk. It's because um, you got the Necronomicon, bro. I got the Necronomicon. It's in my, it's right it's, in here. I, I, want, I want a t-shirt that says I have the Necronomicon <coughs> variant. <laughs> oh man, who would make that? Man, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. Just because I haven't been keeping up with reviews, I don't know like the normal tenor of what they are for this game in particular. I I would assume that not many talked about the 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 performance issues, just because it seems like those stories were pretty big when they broke. That were kind of like, oh, well, that's what's because going they were too here. like, yeah, they were too busy like drinking the Kool Aid or sniffing the glue or exactly. whatever you. It was like, right. I was like, this is the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Right. That's like, right. I mean, and like, hey, yeah, like, like I'm not trying to, and again, I'm not trying to diminish because, like, dude, it it really does sound like Elden Ring is a bit of a like an anomaly like it is mm -hmm. or it's a bit of a, a phenom um and again like good for good for from soft like i'm i'm mm -hmm. glad like it's about time like these boys like just smash one out of the park i do feel i have to be honest though i do feel a little bit bad for horizon forbidden west 
Um, I mean, <laughs> and and like I should I should have poked at you a little bit more. as as yeah. we were sort of you know you know we'll we'll try and sort of like land the plane. I shared that Forbes article with you. Like, here's the thing: like mm-hmm. people, were, you know, there there was some like on and again, Twitter is not real life. I get it, but there mm-hmm. there are like certain strands. There was a bit of a like you know Horizon got an eighty eight, so it must be a trash mm-hmm. game because Elden Ring got a ninety seven. And it's like it's in uh maybe throw links to that in the the Yeah. The, yeah, I'll do that. It's it's an interesting little read. I'm not saying it, but it's like it just sort of talks about some of just the the sheer ridiculous of like these arbitrary numbers and how like eighty eight mm-hmm. is a is a heck of a good score. Like that is yeah, that is a, a ridiculously good score. And then but like but somehow it's being sort of like compared to like and it just sucks because like it's like is this gonna be how every horizon game goes? Like Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> and like a week later, Breath of the Wild comes out, uh Horizon yeah. Forbidden West, and then it's Elden Ring. And, you know, is it like whatever the next horizon it's gonna be like, you know, uh I I I don't know, whatever. Mario Kart 10. I don't know. <laughs> like what it's like, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn's really great, but have you played Mario Kart 10? Yeah. It's open world Mario Kart. <laughs> I don't know. It but it it just it feels yeah. like it, and I mean like hey, mm-hmm. like you know, and I think Mike um I don't know if he 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 said this on his sort of his uh the Dear Newsroom segment or if he mm-hmm. but like Horizon's doing just fine, people. Like it's not yeah. like, well, it, it got an 88 way- and it's selling, it sold a bunch of copies. Sony's, yeah. Sony's happy with its success. So, yeah, I, I, I would say the, the way that you get around that, like being overshadowed like that is just make a better game. You say a lot of dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. I like you. And then I, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm just no. I know, I know, and it's being a turd. No, you just you, you like to you like to poke the bear. And, yes. Uh, sometimes yes. the bear turns around and just mauls you. You said <laughs> you said we're landing the plane, so um, I just wanted to throw out that. No, and I mean, over. like, hey, I, I'm sh- like it's and it, it's like I'm super stoked to play Horizon. Uh, Mike has been yeah. playing it. He's like, it's awesome. Yeah, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And I'm I'm there. I'm just saying, like, like I'm in for. Also it. has graphical issues. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, but it, which I think I heard about in reviews. So weird and funny it, how well, that works. Well, and, that's, and, and again, <laughs> it's sort of like there is like this sort of double standard exists. It's like we're not going to talk about any of the technical or the graphical issues that are popping up because it's a '97. It's the best. It, you know, it's like, and it just and it. it like it does sort of like bum me out too that it does need to turn into like sort of like uh, just a constant point of like, well, yeah, Horizon is pretty good, but it's not a ninety-seven. And I'm like, who, who mm. like, calm down, like, you know, to the people like, and I've seen a few of those, not a ton. Okay, okay, okay. You you've actually seen I've it because I'm just I've like, who, who like does that. that? Who says that? Like why? Why would you raging? Why, idiot, like what you like? Raging idiot fanboys who have axes to grind and and okay. And again, these are outliers. Like yeah. these are yeah. not I even. I don't care. There's children. They're not even that big a big a presence on Twitter. But 
So, and Twitter is yeah. like less than 1% of the population of the world. We don't, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just like, it's like, it's like one of those things that like you see some of this stuff and it's like, uh, just, I really want to check out the game. I just wish we had a, a more robust coverage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just across the board. Like I wish, I wish the, that the industry in general could just be a little more adult. Like I wish you would grow up a little bit. Yeah, I'm not asking. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to put your big boy pants on all the time, but every once in a while, something comes along that deserves like big boy or big girl attention, and we need to be unafraid to actually give it like it's it's due. Like, hey, you know, I'm not opposed to number scores. Like I said, they they give me a quick like off the cuff sort of like glimpse or snapshot at things, and then I can go sort of like if like the 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 score sort of seems interesting enough where i can like well i'll go see what so and so what so and so or i'll go listen and see what whoever has to say about it i mean mm-hmm. interesting interesting stuff reviewing reviewers reviewing reviews and we, and deciding we are the men who review reviewers <laughs> I guess we are. We are the men who stare we're, at goats. We're, we're definitely critiquing the critics, though. That, we are definitely, that, that one, I, I would say, that we've done more critiquing than we have reviewing. Yeah, frankly. Well, we can yeah. only really review the reviews if we've read yeah. the entirety of all of them. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't read them all. I haven't. Read I haven't them all. even read a fraction. So we just of them. have to give our impressions. But the ones I have read, I don't like. Uh, I've read. My impression is that the ones who disagree with me are stupid. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's that's probably. Uh, <laughs> okay, now now it's just we're we're sort of we're we are getting very silly. Circling the drain. Yeah, I it's think like is what we um, typically say. Yeah, it was like I was but, really hoping to land a plane, but it is yes, very much more of a circling the drain kind of like slow descent into madness and plumbing. Um, mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, but there, I mean, this whole conversation though, it does bring up a lot of different things around the idea of reviews, around the usefulness. Like you, you've been talking about the usefulness of numbers. I do think. There is some, yeah, like you said, at a glance, getting an idea of some of the best of the best. I don't think there's there, there there's anything wrong with that. I do appreciate, especially like with numbers, um, in certain how certain websites have like bullet points after that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of summarize the pros and the cons of every of you know why it was given that certain score, even if there's you know too much water in a game or something like I that. Mean, at least the, the best rating system is you know uh, this is a pass or this is a play. I don't know. A really smart guy yeah. came up with that, and I just think it's I like I it. Think, trash or treasure? Yeah, it's trash Which or treasure. Is it? It's like you know, you, you, go. you want to play this, you want to play it, or you just want to like you know go run off a, a cliff. Yeah, mm. like because I don't think I've ever played a video game that made me want to run off a cliff. I haven't either. That would, it's that would like, be harsh. It's like when we were asked throw like, the game off a cliff. Yeah, but even there, it's like I would just rather take the disc out and like go mm. go trade it in for fifty cents of credit at GameStop. There you go. Mm. Yep. Yeah. If they'll if they'll even take it. Um, yeah. But there are plenty of ideas around reviews and all these kinds of things. Plenty of rabbit trails that we could have run down that we didn't. 
Um, and I'm sure you guys have lots of thoughts on this as well. There's tons of ways you can reach out. We can discuss this a bit further. You know, we mentioned how uh, some of our patrons kind of got in on this. Well, no, well, and, and, and friends on our Discord as well, where we had this channel where we were discussing, you know, what, what is the, what, are kind of the pros and cons of the way that we review these things. So you can you can talk with us on that Discord channel. A link for that is in the uh, description, is in the show notes here of the episode. Um, if you want to reach out uh, on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast, or our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. And then we also have a Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. And then if you want to get more personal, you want to reach us each individually, I generally on the internet and the different uh, uh, video game platforms, if I'm playing them, <laughs> I go by Broccolope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Plenty of ways to reach out and tell us how our review of reviewers was a thumbs down. It stank. What thumbs up? Stink, stink, stunk. Um, <laughs> I have something for you. What is a man? Or in this case, what is a review? A miserable pot, little pile of secrets. <laughs> but enough talk. I like it. How about you? And I, how I, about you? How about you? But Reviewers, you steal men's souls. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, I, I, as we were talking, I was like, oh, I, man. We should have made that our bit, our opening bit. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Oh. That's a good idea. Go fix it in post, Josh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've got a lot to fix this episode. <laughs> really, the only one you need to is <laughs> my, uh, my, um, my thing. Um, but yeah. Oh, man. Hey, uh, just wanted to... Quick shout! We referenced the the Patreon and the Discord earlier. Did you have any like community mm -hmm. shout outs that you sort of, like or Discord shout outs that you wanted to sort of bring up? I've due to the brain fog, or at least I will I will blame the brain fog that I've had. I actually haven't been as um, active in Discord as I wanted to, and then when things pile up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is way too much. I'm just going to continue to put it off. Nah. So um, nothing comes to mind immediately. So you know how I was giving uh, John all sorts of praise for like his insightful comments on reviews and the mm -hmm. review process. And, uh, <laughs> I have to sort of like, I love it, but it's also like, so just, I have weird feelings about it. Uh, he, okay. Uh, Nerdly. It's just like, it, it makes me feel weird. Uh, he, he posted in the lounge today, uh, while reviewing the Psalms over the weekend, I noticed something. How many Psalms are there? How many Pokemon are there in Gen 1, excluding Mew? Don't think too mm -hmm. hard about it, but I thought it was amusing. Which turned into an entire conversation about which Gen 1 Pokemon match up with the chapters in Psalms. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, and and the funny thing is, okay, so you do have Mew, who was not available in-game. You had to get him from a, a promo from Nintendo, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there is a 151st Psalm, but it's apocryphal. 
So ah, see ya. Um, you know, but did, it was written. Did you know that? But it's not scripture. Sea King is the longest psalm in the Pokédex. <laughs> I did not know that. Now, now I'm curious. Like, you know, it'd be crazy is if it matched up. What is uh, uh those um not the imprecatory psalms, but the the what I think it's Psalm 80 is the one that like is very um it's just really dark and there's like no glimmer of hope in it i think it's psalm 80 or maybe it's psalm 40 i could be wrong yeah. what if that like matched up with like a magic harp or something <laughs> uh, that would be pretty funny i like that uh it'd be like uh this is hopeless and awful like thanks i hate it um god where are you but yeah now that we magic <laughs> Uh, here's a magic carp um uh, people are like what is going on it's like hey you want to see shenanigans like that check out the discord uh but yeah john uh thank you for uh thank you for that you you yes. get our shout out that, that was a cough that i was trying to hold in it sounded like a laugh i but, I, I think yeah i no. think it's better when you just leave it as the laugh um the laugh, the, the cough without explaining it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said, Josh, we have, we have, uh, we have critiqued the critiquers mm. and we have, uh, you, you know, at, at least, uh, at least we've hopefully given people something to think about and, uh, you know, they can let us know about their impressions, but we've done what we came here to do tonight, Josh, uh, whether it was done well or not, or maturely or not is a different question entirely. But until next time, what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, maybe. What is a review? A filthy little pile of secrets. But enough talk. Pilots. How about, How about you? you? I was trying, man, I was trying to remember. You steal men's souls. What does he say after that? No, Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I am once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets, but enough talk. Have at you. Dude, there was a moment where I felt like you were channeling Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, Bill Cosby. Wow. It was, it was it was like you're doing like the <laughs> your Dracula voice, but there was like this this way, it was like I almost I was just waiting for you to do it like say the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh Rudy. <laughs> oh man reviews you still men's souls and make them your slaves <laughs> <laughs>
Perhaps the same could be said of all reviewers. <laughs> your reviews are as empty as your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, even there, just uh, your words are as empty as your soul. It's almost like, it's just like, boop. Mankind ill needs a reviewer such as you. What is a review? A miserable little pile of secrets, but enough talk. Have at you.